You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, sir. Got it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Packers Total Access postgame show hijacked by the PFP crew, Packers uh, Fantasy Podcast. And we are here with Bad Luck Paul, and we have a special guest, Coach Han. Guys, we are literally coming live right after the game pretty much started. I mean, it ended, I don't know, five minutes ago. We're all trying to kind of get our bearings here. Like I said, we got Coach Han in here. He's going to give us a little bit of a breakdown of what he saw analytically. He's a very, uh, very, very good guy to just talk about the X's and O's, and he really knows what he's talking about. Mister Gurness is um, he's just really bad luck, and he's nah, nah, he's a good guy. He actually knows a lot about football as well. He's a Vikings fan, so I want to get his perspective on that early game. Which I mean, Paul, just right off the gate, are you lucky? Do you feel lucky because you guys almost lost in London without? Was it Winston, Kamara, and Thomas? All of their. Oh my gosh. I, t- I texted you before the game started, texted the group saying, This is going to hurt when we lose this one with, with all three <laughs> of those guys out. And oh my gosh. It, it, like, I, I guess I'll say the theme of the day is a W is a W, right? We'll take yeah. it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Coach, any initial thoughts that you have on any of the games? Most importantly, obviously, the Packers and Patriots game. Yeah, really the only one that I sat down and watched was a Packer game today. We had some girls' soccer tournaments with my daughter. But uh, sitting down and watching that, two giant thoughts stick out. Still some really big miscommunications by the Packers' defense. And if number 76 grades out lower than an 80%, we storm PFF offices and we burn them to the ground. <laughs> so ex- go, go on. Explain that a little bit more, Coach. Why, why do you think that and why – are you so uh, stout in that 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 thought? Man, I'm watching this dude in the run game, your left guard, and he is absolutely road grading people. Yeah, he had a couple of busts. You know, there was that that back play early in the third quarter um, where I was in the group chat and I was hyping him up. And then, you know, he gave up inside leverage on inside zone, right back left. Aside from that, I mean, he's literally moving people in wide zone where your goal is to just stretch and look for a cutback. And he's still moving giant human beings. Um, He's road grading people. He gave you the ability to run some different looks where you're not just stuck to zone. You've got some inside zone. You've got some wide zone stuff. Um, Pass protection wise, you know, he could have improved a little bit. He could have stepped harder inside at times. But man, this dude had a day. I was just unbelievably impressed with him. Um, He was Super fun to watch. It's like he came out in that second and just came out angry. And I think that's why you were able to move the ball on the ground by and large. Yeah. And oh, it looks like we got Justin. Are you uh, are you alive? <laughs> I am. Sorry oh, for wow, the late sign in. <laughs> uh, 
just uh, thank you for joining us, Justin and Paul, everybody. But real quick, Coach, um, so you're saying 76. Am I crazy? Is that John Runyon Jr. that you're talking about? That is the John Runyon Jr. making his dad super happy to uh, <laughs> that junior tag because that was a day, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, um, just watching it live, you know, I'll go back and watch the, the end zone clip of the All-22 when it's released. But this was literally moving people. Your center struggled quite a bit. Um, uh, on some pass pro stuff and also in the run game, you know, so when, when he was able to step hard, route Myers out and some of that duo, some of that wide zone, get to the second level. Like he had a day, um, Bach is back. Don't get me wrong. It's great to see, but you know, there are times where he's still looking a little, um, outside of his normal form. So to have run in there and, and I mean, if I'm a coach and I'm watching that thing live and I'm addressing the team in the locker room, dudes getting the game ball. That was awesome. Right. Which is encouraging because he's usually known as just a pass blocking guard, and he's an elite. Sure. He's an elite pass blocking guard. So to, to see him take that next step to do, you know, a big, a big, a, a giant step in the rush game is really huge. What do you think, real quick, coach, about uh, the right tackle Jenkins? To me, he looks like he's been struggling since he came back. Can you can you comment on that? Yeah, I agree. It looks like he's working through some movement issues yet still doesn't trust his left leg as, as much as he should and bounding off to that right side. We saw that in the pressure um, from Judon early in the, or yeah. excuse me, late in the fourth. Um, but I think there's things that Green Bay can definitely do to help that out, right? If you got the right, right tackle who's still a little tentative, you can get a chip release. You can get a tight end over there to make that D tackle get into a six eye as opposed to a wide nine. I mean, a wide nine is already tough on any tackle in the league. Yeah. It's such an extreme angle that you have to bound out to and you can get beat inside. I mean, it's, it's nasty. So to put him out there naked with no help was a little bit, you know, questionable at best. But um, he's definitely still, you know, that's something that last year, two years ago, that's something that Elton can definitely do. Um, we just didn't quite see that today. Yeah. Absolutely. So, guys, just to recap oh, here. Coach, Paul, I, have a, I have a question for you, Coach. Uh, could Duronians improve play be because Bakhtiari's back and the communication between the two? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was going to bring it up. I didn't know how to phrase it. Um, <laughs> to have a coach on the field like that who's telling you literally when you get set, you know, five versus two versus, hey, you're taking the bump up to play side and side. Hey, you're working around. You know, that sort of stuff is – I mean, it's it's what we rely on. That's why we always have an offensive lineman as a captain in high school, because it's literally a coach on the field. If I could be out there with the boys, I'd be out there and tell them exactly what to do, but I can't. So my most trusted lineman is my dude out there. And that's an excellent, excellent point, because I, I do strongly believe it's having 69 back at left tackle uh, that made 76 shine today. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And that's why I love uh, coach doesn't usually get to hop on to live streams with us because I mean, he's a coach and he has got a family and he's got, you know, a job. So the guy is very, very busy, but honestly, it's really, really um, between Clayton, between Sam, between JJ and coach, we really have some guys that do some really great analytical stuff. You guys can follow a lot of them on different um, JJ's got, you know, the cheese and Packers coach. Do you have any sort of a Facebook or like a YouTube page that you, uh, you got? Yeah, um, I put the bulk of my stuff out through Twitter. It's at Coach Hawn, H-A-W-N. Um, we do some work on on YouTube as well. Haven't been as active on there as I have been, but it's it's just Coach Hawn, H-A-W-N, on YouTube as well. 
got a lot of previous Packers stuff on there and just kind of how to watch film analytically and how to watch games analytically, but um, pretty boring stuff uh, for the most part. But if, if you're it's, a nerd like me and that's what you're into, yeah. um, go hit it up. Yeah. It's not, it's not boring. If you're, like you said, if you're into the, the X's and O's and coach, I don't want to call him out, but he was, when he started this gig, he was not a Packers fan. He was just a football fan. And I, I would argue that now, Coach, it seems like you're kind of becoming a, a Packers fan. Am I crazy or what? <laughs> bro, bro, you <laughs> caught me a little bit. Yeah, I was a lot like Paul. I, I was born and raised a Viking fan. Oh, no. I, oh. I, Coach, come I back to us. I for love of that <laughs> franchise, but uh, we worked through that a little bit. There's some growth opportunities that I took advantage of, and now it's really fun to see some really good football. Oh, a dagger to the heart right there. <laughs> you're still leading the division, man. You're all right. <laughs> It's Barely. the same record. <laughs> All right, let's quick kick it over to Justin. Uh, Justin, what are you thinking? And coach, if you need to hop off, don't feel like you have to stay on. So you can, we already bled you dry, my, my brother. So if you need to hop off, don't feel any pressure to stay on. We're going to kind of keep this going for about another half an hour or so and just talk about some post-game stuff. So uh, I appreciate you already hopping on. I know you're busy. So if you have to leave, don't feel any pressure to stay on. Of course, I can hang for a bit and just kind of get your uh, thoughts as well. Okay, cool. Uh, real quick, before I get Justin's and uh, Paul's thoughts, I just want to quick go over some quick stats. Is uh, as long as I can see here, we got Rogers twenty-one for thirty-five. To me, boy, two fifty-one yards. He had a seven-point-two average, two touchdowns, one interception. He only got sacked once, but for me, guys, I just thought Rogers was off. And I'm talking that was, in my opinion, I know I'm a guy that's just sitting here on his couch eating chips, talking smack, but that looked like one of the worst performances I've ever seen from Rogers. And I know people will kind of maybe roll their eyes off that because we won, but I don't remember a pinpoint pass in this game. I remember receivers making leaps. I mean, maybe, maybe one or two were, were put in the bread basket, but man, it just seemed like he was not, not in sync there. And it what's uh, weird is that. How often blame... do you see Rogers throw a pick six? Yeah. Oh, Once, that hurt my soul, man. That was the second time in Lambo and like, 15 years or something yeah. like that wasn't that the stat i think yeah. last time he did it was last year against the bucks but he, but not he never home. does it not ever does it oh yeah that's right. right right yeah yeah so i don't know that was it, what i do like about what i saw is rogers you know i, I i've been a very big critic of Rogers and his body language. I don't like the fact that he seems to roll his eyes. He looks at the sidelines. He seems to just really not be a leader on the field to the point where like uh, coach, maybe you can attest to this. Like if you see the, your quote unquote leader on the field, rolling his eyes and being discontent and all this kind of stuff that does not fire up the rest of the, the team. Am I crazy or is just talking about how the fact that, that Rogers was basically really not trusting his reads, kind of not trusting his get the the wide receivers. And is there a reason basically that you can think of other than the fact that because he didn't look like he was under pressure that much all the time. I mean he did have his reads. He just looked really, really not consistent. He did not look accurate. Yeah, I think he got off his mark in the first half, especially. Um, I noticed it when New England switched from basically what we call sky coverage or you know the old Saban uh match cover three. Um, they got off of that pretty early and then went right to a man cover one, but a really weird one where they held outside leverage in man coverage. And uh, we were talking about this a bit through the game where they're just kind of daring some of that inside stuff to happen. 
um, thinking that they have inside backers who are going to be able to read that and, and disrupt it. And we saw Rodgers make him pay for it uh, in the red zone when he threw that little delay slant to um, Tunyon, a skinny post, you could call it, whatever. Um, really held the safety really well. The safety is the only one who could make the play. Um, the backside inside safety and uh, the play side field safety was the one who had Tunyon man-to-man holding outside leverage. So obviously a post is going to win that all day. Um, and then he's, he started to kind of come around uh, quite a bit when they're just literally playing <laughs> cover one, you know, man on Dobbs. I, it is so cool to see a now screen go twice, you know, essentially just taking layups uh, twice in a row. Like if you want to play off coverage, I will take eight yards every time you give it to me. Yeah. Um, as yeah. to drive down the field to win the game. So that's, it's really fun to see that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise it looked, I wouldn't say it's confusion on Rogers part. I would say it's confusion on a little bit more receiver part um, and trying to figure out exactly how to run some of these man beating routes when they're supposed to be inside aligned and instead they're outside aligned. And then some really, really smart play calling by new England, knowing that in a time crunch situation right before the half, the Packers are always going to run some sort of hoss package. We call it or hitch outside slot seam. And you saw it on the comeback route um, where it's a breakoff route and a slot seam on that pick six where they're just waiting for it. You know, they're just playing, just playing man cover one, waiting for it, waiting for that receiver to break his hips down. Then you can jump the route knowing you got a safety over the top. So it's not going to be six. Um, some really smart stuff. Uh, Clayton was going to jump on, but it sounds like he's, uh, he's stuck at, dinner <laughs> sent me a text i'm stuck at dinner um so anyways justin what are you thinking as a just an overall view of what the packers did if you're anything like me dude like i'm surprised my voice is as strong as it is right now because i was screaming i mean i'm talking this this game it was my grandfather who is 80 plus years old this is the first time he's ever been in lambeau field um he got four tickets from Tony, who is also a co-host of the PFP podcast, who can't join us at the moment, although I wish he would. He's kind of a slacker. Whatever, Tony, you suck. Um, <laughs> and uh, But my grandfather, man, they sent me a picture of my grandfather sitting in the stands, um, like 26 rows up, right, right over the uh, Packers entrance tunnel. And it almost brought tears to my eyes, man, like just um, to see him he had season tickets or, or, or was a ticket holder when they were still at the Milwaukee city stadium before they switched over to Lambo. I mean, that tells you how long the guy's been in the game and uh, to see him, my, my, my grandmother passed away um, a while ago, just over a few, you know, a year and a half, maybe two years now. I can't remember how long it's been exactly, but um, that was a big deal to our, you know, to our family and to see my grandfather there in the stands and to know that he got to see us, take a win tonight was just something that I can't even express through words. It's uh, he got his money's worth a whole overtime, you know, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> man, he got, you know, yeah, that's right. So anyways, I just want to give a shout out to my grandpa, Gary. And by the way, his name's Gary. So we got him a Rashawn Gary Jersey right away. Of got course. him two sacks today too. Yes, sir. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing to see any guys, uh, any of you guys got a, a comment on Christian Watson and the fact that, Boom. Like if you guys remember, that was one of my keys to victory is getting this guy in the jet motion, making sure that they always think that he may get the ball so that the edges stay honest, that they don't come on and they don't come strong. And the guy's fast as heck. I want to see what that next gen stats will be on the, the amount of uh, the miles per hour. He came running across that side. Anybody want to comment on Christian Watson? Go ahead. He's a burner, man. 
it was nice to see him get involved like that. Like you, like you had suggested before, get him involved in them sweeps. He flew around and we got a touchdown out of it. The dude is fast. I, I'd like to see him get more involved in the passing game, but it's nice to see Rogers getting the rookies involved. He, he looks like he trusts Watson. He trusts Dobbs a little bit that, that, that fumble kind of sucked at the beginning of the game. You know what though? I don't, that fumble, I, you know, right. I don't know what to say about that. Romeo was doing as best he could. And, and I don't, I should fault him for that. You know, you need to have ball control, but I just don't. And I don't know why he's a rookie. He's doing his best. We threw a lot of balls. That's what she said. (laughs) At him and we threw a lot of targets at him and we expect him to perform, you know, when he's a really young kid. Right. And especially that long ball for the touchdown. Please tell me how that didn't count. Please tell me. I'm sorry. Cause you have to look at the same thing as, um, wasn't that basically what Des no, Bryant I, said? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, I heard that. I heard All that right. same thing, but both of his feet hit and then his right elbow hit before his left elbow hit when he dropped the ball. You Uh-oh. got two feet. Uh-oh. That- Guys, guess what? Clayton's here. Clayton's in. Clayton's in the house. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? Can y'all hear me all right? I can hear you, but it sounds like you don't know what to do like a fart in a fan factory. Did I get it right? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny man I, I went on discord i'm like where's the where's the freaking where's the link and then i realized i wonder if he emailed it so I emailed anyway it. yeah so here i'm yeah dude huge win dude it, listen i just got one thing to say and i'm gonna be very brief i've got my beautiful bride in this uh dude it's funny we just beat the patriots right and i'm sitting in the 76 house eating dinner literally they hung major andre across the street <laughs> a spy for the bridge i mean i'm being honest that's where i'm at i'm in Happened in New York. But anyway, there you go. Um, yeah. Pay Ray right pay, there. Yeah. Pay Rashawn Gary his money, please. That yes, dude. please. My oh, man. God almighty. Yeah. But hey, it was ugly, but you got the dub, right? That's right. You got the dub. So uh, hey, listen, appreciate you guys taking the reins, Jacob, especially you, man, and uh and keeping us a post-game show going out tonight while I'm out of town. You guys are awesome. But just wanted to call in, man. Appreciate you. Go pack, go. Go Thank pack, you, go. All right, have fun with your uh, with your uh, vacation there, up in the uh, New York State. I don't honestly know what he's doing. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's on a his, he's on a history tour, don't you? He's, dude, to I'm telling you, if you guys like history, Clayton is a history buff to the point where he'll send me random. <laughs> we'll be talking about Packer stuff, and he'll just be like, "You ever heard about the Battle of Antietam?" And like, and I'm like, "No." I have not. <laughs> you know, just send me stuff like that. Anyways, it's great. So um, let's just kick it off. And then I want to quick go over some stats. Alan Lazard, six receptions, 116 yards, did not get a touchdown, but he had eight targets. And I that was a quiet 116 yards. I did not that didn't jump off the uh the page for me. Romeo Dobbs had five receptions off eight targets for 47 yards and a touchdown. And again, that should have been two. That drop, man. <laughs> I just I don't Justin, know what, how I feel about Justin, that. You're like, so mad about that. I, I really am. He's on my fantasy team too. It's just one foot down, two foot down, right elbow, left elbow goes down. That's when he drops the ball. I'm sorry. That's that's we are the fantasy fumble, show. Right? I will say the daily fantasy that would have been a real big money maker for me if he had caught that. But uh... <laughs> he caught it. <laughs> but i'm gonna say i think that the that i mean jacob you were freaking out uh in the first half about it being roger's worst game of all time yeah. uh the second half was a was he was back like that's the first he brought it I, back yes 
that's the first time I've seen him back this whole season. I think, to be honest, uh, really, yeah, he, he that that seam pass up to Tanyan, uh, him hitting Dubs Dobbs, whatever you say it, uh, right in the hand. I cannot Dobbs. pronounce anything if you guys don't listen to our normal show. Cue sound uh, clip. But him hitting him right in the hand. uh, Even there was another one where he dropped in the bucket where the guy dropped it. I feel like earlier in the game was it Watson maybe even. Uh, So I don't know. I I I think I saw that spark from Rogers a little bit in that second half. I think halftime they they had some sort of conversation or something. Yeah, I agree, Paul. I think that he definitely got it together in the second half. The first half looked horrible for Rogers. He was uncharacteristically bad. And then the second half, I thought he was throwing he was throwing a lot of pinpoint passes, and he got back to himself. It was nice to see the Packers were actually able to score a point in the second half for the first time in a month. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. It it was it was a hard game to watch. Like it it had my heart beating the whole time, but it was I thought a, a pretty good second half. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, one other thing that's kind of interesting to uh, note, Quay Walker, leading tackler, eight tackles, five solo, followed by Jerron Reed, the D tackle, with eight, with four solo, one sack for Jerron Reed. Yeah, I was going to say, he got a sack too. Awesome, bro. And then Gary comes in there. Dude, Gary had two sacks and a tackle for a loss. I don't even know how many pressures or hurries. And a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Yeah, I mean, Rashawn Gary is quietly having a – I mean – you know, quiet. everybody has that kind of quick. It's not start. that quiet. I'm well, I, mean, I should it. say, yeah, he's kind of having a loud start. I should probably re, re yeah. And uh, a lot of times, you see that you know guys within the first four weeks, you see guys at the top of the sack list, and they have like you know four sacks, but it's because they had four sacks in one game on some freak you know thing. No, Rashawn has had one a game consistently, and now he has two. 
So the guy and Preston's not far behind him. So I am just very, very. And then you look at the fact that how great Kenny Clark is playing in the middle. And if you pepper in the fact that Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed and, you know, if you even want to go into our backups a little bit, uh, I, I didn't like how much I saw out of uh, Garvin again. I don't know why Garvin was out there a lot, but he was out I, there a lot. I do believe I saw a stat during today's game that Green Bay has the best defense on third down in the whole league too. Um, gosh, no. Yeah, you're right. And they did another, coming into the game. Yep. There was another stat that I wrote down that I can't, it was, Oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it in my mind brain. So at the <laughs> time, at the time of when I heard this green Bay was Oh, or 20 and O in third longs. And that was around like the second quarter. And I think that goose even commented after that, like two times after they were in third and long, he's like, Oh, we're 22 and O. Like, that's insane. So for a lot of people, and myself included, I will completely acknowledge that I said, oh, the Packers defense needs to really step up. We're supposed to be so good. We're so good on paper. Why aren't we good on in real, you know, real game situations? And if you look at the stats, we kind of are. Yeah, like, they stress you out the whole game like the defense is playing so bad, but they're actually really good. Yeah. I mean, we let 24 go tonight to the to the New England Patriots. But, I, I mean, we you were, chalk up seven of that to Rodgers throwing a pick six that he never throws. That's, yeah, 100%. Ooh, that was bad, though. Ooh, that was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Like that, uh, Anyways. Um, I thought Jacob was going to break his phone. I was like, we just lost communication with him. I, <laughs> Did I, you guys watch the game together? No. He just happened uh, to be on the phone call <laughs> as it happens. I, I don't want to talk about it. But – um, what I will say is, again, the special teams seem to be very much improved. I mean, as PFF is concerned, as of last week, we were still 31 out of 32. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But I can see, you know, you can't tell me what I don't see and in, 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 in with my own eyes. So, like, I, I feel... Amari Rogers is becoming way more confident in catching the ball. I'd like to see him probably advance the punts a little more. He seems like he calls, uh, you know, a fair catch before like, <laughs> you know, 20 yards before the guys come there, which I understand. He wants to just make sure he secures the catch, which that's the biggest point of that whole process. I understand that. So do that. I'm good. Um, one other thing that I was kind of noting is the fact that just, um, I don't, really think that Elton Jenkins is doing great at right tackle and it's just not something that I'm it's been one game now two games almost three games and it's like man I don't uh I don't really like you out there I'd like to maybe kick you back into guard maybe see who else can slide in that right tackle position do you guys have any comments on that uh Justin so a lot of people keep saying that they want to see him move back into guard and then I don't know it was rough to see Caleb Jones, right tackle. I just want it. Well, a lot of people keep saying that Yash Nijman has been so good at left tackle. Why don't you slide him into right that's tackle? How it like, works. Right, exactly. So it doesn't work like that. But ideally, we'd like to see Jenkins play guard because he's better there. Right. Watching watching him just get blown off the ball by Judon today was it, it hurts Twice, your soul, man. Like, times. come on, man. Yeah. He's just so what do you do? I, I guess I don't really know there, but and we should acknowledge that i believe that elton jenkins was a center in college guys like i'm fairly sure right. like, he can play all the positions but he was predominantly a center we drafted him as a guard now we kicked him in a left tackle now we kicked him in a right tackle like let's give him sorry that was my cat thanks bud and uh 
we we should probably just give him a little bit of slack there because we're literally like spreading the dude out to five different positions to be like just do yeah. good. And they ask a <laughs> they ask a lot out of him because he can play everywhere. When they drafted him as a center, I'm like, we had Corey Lindsley. I'm like, why the heck are we drafting a center right now? Wow, we have Corey Lindsley. So yeah, I don't know. I guess we should be happy that he can play wherever, but he's I I don't think he's been very good as a right tackle. He he's a, a Pro Bowl All Pro level guard. He's but he's just he's not a great right tackle. I have, a, I have a question for you guys. How much right tackle has he played? Because I remember him filling in for Bakhtiari, and he was a, I mean, a pretty legitimate left tackle. But like you guys kind of alluded to, left and right side is not the same thing. It's like doing something in the mirror, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gosh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say that they at least plugged him in for three or four games last year. And I think that he, predom- like I said, predominantly did center in college. Um, but Good I know run you been- play. Could Ronnie play right guard, and you guys move uh, Jenkins to left te- left guard, and you have him and Bakhtiari teaming up together right there. Ooh, that could be that could be that could be dangerous. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm kind of thinking is that would you rather because Rice Newman seems to be the kind of weakest link is what everybody thought when he was doing right tackle, which I completely agree. Rice Newman nowhere near a right tackle, right? So I would maybe throw him at right guard, keep. Uh, uh, running at left guard, Bakhtiar obviously at left tackle, Myers at center, and then to me, it's wh- who is that right tackle position? And, and is Newman only... is Newman a bad pass blocker or a bad run blocker? He's just average, kind of at both. Because I'm just saying, Rodgers can kind of make up for Newman because he can see it. You know, it's his, it's his, it's his non-blind well, lines. Can... In that same, thing, I don't know if it's that easy. So, and that's where my position is: throw Caleb Jones out there if he's. If he's equal well, as decent, isn't he hurt right now? Too, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt. But I'm just saying, he's a road. He is a freaking. I mean, the guy's like six eight. I don't know, three fifty or something like that. And you watch him in preseason. There's n- nobody can block him. You, if he decides to go forward, he will go forward. There's no one that's going to stop this dude. Um, yeah, he, the pass protection truck. might be a little, you know, s- suspect there, but. Um, like Paul said, who cares if you can just if Rogers know knows what's going to happen? Maybe they send a tight end over that way to chip on that DN. But I don't know, man. It's just um, I just want to get our best five out there because we've seen and I, I don't know what you guys think, but AJ Dillon tonight. I'm just for the last two games, I'm very unimpressed by AJ Dillon. He seems I like said, he just runs straight up and he hits over the oh I hit the offensive lineman, therefore I go down now. Like I I. Mostly agree with that, but they gave him a couple of first down looks this game, and he did the same thing that Aaron Jones does. He cracked like eight yards off. That's like true. I don't know if you if you want to watch the game back. Like he he doesn't get a whole lot of first down looks. He's that second third down back just to get just to get a few. And he had I think it was mostly in the fourth quarter they gave him a couple first down looks where he cracked off like eight or nine yards. It's like well, I mean I don't know, but I I drafted him in both of my fantasy leagues this year, and he's. Not looking super great. <laughs> I did. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break out an old Viking uh, thing here. Leroy Horde from the '98 Vikings team. He had a he had a funny saying that he said, "You need one yard, I'll get you three. You need five yards, I'll get you three. That's kind of AJ, <laughs> that's kind of AJ Dillon right now. You know, uh, a lot of confidence if he's if he's carrying it for the one or two yard first down. You know, but. The breaking it off. I mean, Jones has way more uh, big play potential, I'd say. Yeah, Ryan touched on it um, earlier this week, how 
there was multiple times where it, where Jones took the, the the handoff, and I'm like, oh, he's he's done. There's no way he's getting through that hole. And then he just slightly seems to skip just like the, the little hip movement and he slips through right through that gap. And it's like, wow, how did you just do that? And then the guy runs for seven yards after the carry. And you're like, what? And another stat I saw is I remember Ryan talking about how after like year one or year two, Dylan or uh, Jones averaged like 5.5 yards per carry. And I remember Ryan being yeah, like, for the, that, his first two years. Yeah. And he goes, that'll never be sustainable. It'll yep. never happen. And then now he's like, it's still happening. Maybe we need to resign the guy. And, and and Ryan's the guy that's like, you never give a running back a second contract, let alone a third. But is you know it crazy I mean? to think that he was doing that in his first couple of years? And now I feel like he's a better player than he was those first oh, couple of years. I'm convinced he is because he's well-rounded. And you can't tell me that, that A.J. Dillon and that Aaron Jones are not the two best receiving uh, running backs in the whole league. And I just well, and the best thing about all of that is I feel like not only are they really good, but especially Aaron Jones, he's just committed to Green Bay. He's a fifty-one left. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really do. I think that he's uh, he's a diehard, bro. Like he said that he literally. If anybody ever saw the day, or the, I don't want to say the day, but the week after his father died. Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones's father. I don't remember his first name. So I don't want to do him respect. So Mr. Jones, all the respect up to you. The man was a great, great father, a wonderful human being. And Aaron Jones happened to just run with, um, uh, he had a locket made with his father's ashes yep. after he had died. And I don't remember who we were playing. I don't remember exactly what the situation was, but it was a, it was a goal line run. Aaron was running into the goal line and he, he lost his necklace. Right. And with his father's ashes, he thought it was gone. Everybody was looking for it. There was a strength and conditioning coach, I believe. I don't remember mm-hmm. his name exactly, but he sat there and literally combed the field step by step, inch by inch, for hours and he sat there and about like three o'clock in the morning or whatever he found aaron jones's locket and brought it back to him and i swear to the lord that that right there was when aaron jones is like yeah I'm, I'm gonna be a packer you know what i mean like the guy just seems like he's he's just ingrained. a really really good dude yeah and he seems yeah. like he, he 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 appreciates what the green bay packers franchise is and what the organization is and if you are a decent human being if you are a good person the Packers just seem to grab on you like an octopus with all eight legs. They don't let go, you know? So, yeah. Um, well, even, and even that's the- part, that's part of the thing I love about the organization, man. They just, everyone like, why didn't the Packers draft George Pickens? Well, he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, he has character issues. They, they drafted Christian Watson because he's, awesome. And he's a good Yo, guy. They were telling so. us people are people on the internet told us to sign Antonio Brown. Yo, no, thanks. You seen that? Guy has yeah. a little bit of a uh, problem going on. <laughs> just a I smidge. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's definitely going to be a sound clip entered here. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, guys, this is pretty much as far as I kind of wanted to get into stuff. We could go into some more specifics, but do you have anything else? Paul, what, what were your general thoughts about the Vikings? Barely, barely barely beating the saints without their number one quarterback, their number one running back and their number one wide receiver, Paul, can you please, yeah, uh, you know, he's going to turn that right back on us. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, no, yeah. It was, I don't even know, man. It was, I was, well, I told you guys I was scared. So I'll, I'll admit that. Um, and 
They 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 came out flat. I don't know. I, I our offense is nothing special right now. It looks a whole lot like the Mike Zimmer offense. Our defense is just terrible. Did you see that our first round pick uh, is? I mean, definitely it's out for the Lewis season. Scene. Yeah, he's staying in the hospital. Oh, he's somewhere. done, bro. He got an air cast. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. done. Well, he was already. He couldn't even. He was our fourth safety. That's pathetic to start with. So whatever. <sighs> but. Not a he's, great he's start. He's probably going to be in London for like two weeks at least. Yeah, I know. I mean, they won't I let him fly. There's two sides to this sword. We're three and one, and it's a new coaching staff and stuff, and maybe we'll get it turned around. But I mean, I don't know. You know I, that you should be one and three. That's, I mean, uh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just saying, Christian Watson literally catches that ball to start the season. I think we might be having a whole different conversation. Oh, and four. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, but dude, cool. I will say this. I didn't get to say it earlier. I, I think, uh, Dubs, Dubs. Well, I can't. I can't. Dobbs. No, we know Dobbs. <laughs> we got to get right the three with two tries. Uh, I think he showed that he's a he's a real threat today. To be totally honest, I I think he's amazing. Uh, he's gonna be the next Devontae. Gotta Adams. learn how to hold on to the ball, but other than that, he's a- yeah, he's making some rookie errors right Man, now. But he's- I'm not worried about that one little. No, I'm not worried about that one little fumble. We're throwing this dude right into the fire, and honestly, yeah, no. I'm so excited for him and Watson. They both and his like his catch ready. and his catch and run and his separation. Every I really I'm I'm. Once he learns the NFL game completely, I, I think he is going to be one of the best receivers in the league. Oof, that's big. Oof. I'm right there with you, honestly. I, like I, I said before I, in the I, last the last Packernet Fantasy Offensive Rookie of the Year, calling Ooh. it now. Every Maybe. time I hear you guys talking about Watson, I'm like, <laughs> you guys are just talking about the wrong guy. But You know what, though? Watson looked pretty good. I mean, that end around, that dude is fast bro like that is you might, you might have speed you might have two of them <laughs> yeah. hey how about that for once jeepers all right guys i'm gonna go ahead and end this love stream that we had here we have, thank you to coach for jumping on thank you to justin thank you to bad luck paul thank you to uh myself man thank you for the thank you for the green bay packers for just letting us have a <sighs> thank you Clayton. the wire man that was that was a little too close to be honest my my heart hurts a little um but thank you for Clayton for letting us hijack his stream. If you guys ever want to check us out, we are doing the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. You can check us out on the same Packernet Podcast network. And for Clayton, thank you for so much for uh, for Justin, for Paul, for Coach, for Tony, who's not here. I am Jacob signing off. Go Pack Go. Third down, it is to go. The Vader, 17 to 14. Cowboys out in front. Star begins to count. When people talk about Jack Fanisi as a scout,